Support for Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel and the following message come from TransferWise, the cheaper way to send money internationally. TransferWise takes a machete to the hefty fees that come with sending money abroad. Test it out for free at TransferWise.com slash podcast or download the app. We went to the table with this very high number, expecting them to push back on it, and they didn't. Not even one peep, not one question, not one pushback. They were just like, okay, sign on the dotted line. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. If you like making money and want to know how to make more, and ideally from different sources, you are in the right place with our guest. Before we get to her, though, We've been getting a lot of new listeners, so I want to just welcome all of you to the show. And of course, thank you so much to our returning listeners. So glad you are here. And if you have friends or family that you think would enjoy the show, please tell them about it. Also, the video promos everyone is asking about. So glad you guys like them. If you want one for your business or just for you, we're having a little competition. I'm going to make one for a listener. All you have to do is share the promo videos on social media. Starting now until July 1st, whoever shares the most wins. I will announce a winner the first week in July. All right, now to my friend and guest, Amanda Abea. Besides the fact that for some reason her Instagram stories seem to be more entertaining than most TV shows, she's hard to label because she does, as she says, all the things. Amanda is all about multiple income streams. She has a book, Make Money Your Honey, an award-winning blog. She has been a brand ambassador for big names like Capital One and Intuit. She teaches millennials how to be entrepreneurs and influencers just like her. And she will soon be bringing back her popular podcast. Here is Amanda Abea. Amanda Abea, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so psyched to be here. And we got to hang out and get to know each other recently at the Statement event in upstate New York. That was awesome. It was so much fun. I needed that so bad. You have no idea. (laughs) I think we all did. I learned a lot about you. I mean, you do all the things, Amanda. All the things. Yeah, all the things. Literally all the things. I like my money coming from different places. Yes. Multiple revenue streams. You're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're an author. Your best-selling book is Make Money Your Honey. You First of all, and you also have an amazing social media feed that we were all gushing over at the retreat, especially your Insta stories. You also are an influencer. You even have a course on how to be an influencer. And you're a brand ambassador. Yep. I literally do all the things. Yeah. All I the was things. Just, yeah. What happened with me was, you know, I graduated during the recession and I just kind of learned really early on to always have your money coming from different places. And then I was a recruiter for two years and I interviewed people who lost their jobs all the time. So I was like, you always need to have multiple sources of income because if one thing doesn't work out, like you get fired, well, you still have money coming in from this other place. So it started as a survival mechanism and now it's just a wealth building strategy. Wise words, my friend. And one of your multiple income streams that is growing is your brand ambassador business. And that brings us to your money story that has to do with a big new client that almost wasn't as big as you wanted it to be. 
Tell us. Yeah. So what happened there was I started getting approached a lot more for brand ambassador work. And first of all, I had no idea how much money you could make doing this stuff because I was just having so much fun. I didn't know what the market rates were. I didn't know how to negotiate these situations. I didn't know anything about the contracts. But I started getting approached for this kind of work. So I went to go find myself an agent because I was like, I need help. And the agent trained me a little bit on like what to do in the meetings and all those kinds of things. And we were negotiating with this really big client. It was the first time I was going to do something of that magnitude. And we were trying to figure out my rate sheet. What kind of business was the client in? Can you tell us anything about it? Uh, Financial software. Okay. So we were trying to figure out my rate sheet for all the different deliverables and things like that, because that's how green I was, right? Like I didn't even have a rate sheet. What kind (laughs) of deliverables would be on the rate sheet? You know, media appearances, social media posts, blog posts, email blasts, Twitter chats, all that type of stuff, all the different things that they ask you to do. I was so green. I didn't even have a rate sheet for these things. And we were trying to figure that out at the same time while negotiating with this particular client. Where do you even start? Is there some kind of a standard place you can go and get that information? So what really helped me was asking a lot of my friends who were already doing that kind of work. And that's actually how I found out that for many years I'd been lowballing myself just because I didn't know. Like I had no idea. I had no idea I could get paid what they were getting paid. And then also one of those friends is the one who connected me with my agent and my agent who's been doing this for a very long time. She kind of schooled me on how much money I was leaving on the table. So that was really helpful for me, too. So that's how I found out (laughs) personally. So what was going on was when we were trying to figure out the rate sheet, we were trying to figure out the numbers and I went pretty high on this client to the point where my agent who, you know, she was doing her job. She's coming from many years of experience was like, are you sure you want to do that? Because you're still pretty green. Like, do you want to go that high? And I thought to myself, well, you know what? Like I may be green in terms of working on these big campaigns, but I've got plenty of years of blogging experience. I have a pretty big social media following. They're pretty engaged. I'm bilingual. You know, I bring things to the table that they need. So let's just go high and see what happens. She agreed. So we went to the table with this very high number, expecting them to push back on it, and they didn't. <gasps> wow. Not even one peep, not one question, not one pushback. They were just like, okay, sign on the dotted line. So, but here is the question, Amanda. Knowing what you know now, would you have gone higher? Uh, Well, that was already pretty high for me. I mean, my agent was to the point where she was like, congratulations, you just gave yourself a bonus of thousands of dollars for this kind of work. Good job negotiating that one. So I thought about that. And for this particular client, no, because that was already super high for me to begin with. But how much, how much, how much of a percentage higher was it than you kind of thought you were getting or that you were getting before? Oh, it was way more than double. It was like six or seven times more what I was getting previously. Whoa. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> so then having learned from that experience, uh, which was also my first experience, like being in those meetings with an agent and learning those sort of nuances when you're in those situations with PR teams and things like that. It was definitely a real lesson in, you know, confident sells, number one. And number two, fake it till you make it if you have to. (laughs) But But you actually came, you weren't really faking it because it sounds like when you went to them, you had very specific reasons why you were worth what you were asking. 
Yeah, but it doesn't mean I wasn't nervous. I think of people course. think that you walk into these situations and you're like fearless and you're not. You're just pretending not to be fearless, <laughs> which is where the confidence comes in. But you're right. I did have specific experience and specific angles and, and specific things that I knew they wanted for this specific campaign. And I definitely used it to my advantage. And like I said, my agent agreed. So, you know, on the mere fact that I was bilingual, I can get more money just because I'm bilingual. And living in a city like Miami where everybody's bilingual, I forget that that's actually a really valuable asset that I could get paid a lot more money for. So what is the lesson for our listeners who may not all be social media all-stars and brand influencers? How can they, brand ambassadors, how can they apply this to their own lives? I think it's realizing that there is a lot of talk about the influence that you have and the social media numbers. They're really not that important. Like one of the things my students tell me all the time is I had no idea that I could get that kind of work with you know, 3,000 followers on my Instagram feed or a 1,000 people on an email list. They all go into my program assuming that they need, you know, tens of thousands or 100,000 followers to get really good brand partnerships. And what they don't realize is that brand partnerships are looking more for unique angles and engagement more than they're looking for the actual numbers. Because, I mean, you could pay to get followers and brands know it. All right, I want to move on to your bunny tip because this one is going to be a huge hit with our listeners. I love it because you're going to spill some secrets for us. What's your money tip, Amanda? So my secrets is all about the rewards programs that restaurants are really bad at marketing. <laughs> so, therefore, they are secrets. They're sort of open secrets, secrets that nobody knows about. <laughs> So if you frequent certain places and certain restaurants, I've noticed it's definitely more with the chain restaurants. A lot of times they have apps and on those apps, they have uh, rewards programs or loyalty programs or referral programs. So for example, I go to a specific juice bar pretty often after I work out. I learned recently that they had an app where I could get like 10% off my acai bowls after spending a certain amount. Or if I refer friends, I get $3 off my next juice. I had no idea because they hadn't actually like said anything to me. I just happened to see a, um, I saw a little thing on the napkin holder and then a friend also told me, he was like, you don't know that they have an app. That's so random. So my tip is not only to use the apps and find them, but ask to see if they're even available. Because like I said, they don't necessarily do a really good job of telling their customers that these things exist. Unless you're Starbucks. <laughs> yes. Starbucks is pretty aggressive about promoting their app, but other companies, maybe not so. And if you take the time, just like with so many of, of the money tips that we talk about here, if you take the time to focus and learn about these programs, ask about them, you will benefit. Yep. It's all about asking. So what's the best deal you've ever gotten through an app? Mm, well, I'm getting 10% off my acai bowls now. Okay. So that's pretty good. because I'm. Good. Yeah, I'm kind of addicted to them, to be honest. So I would say that's the best one. Although I would say probably my best deals have been through the SoulCycle app. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do SoulCycle. You know, if you sign up for like certain challenges, if you're working out already anyway, you sign up for certain challenges or certain themed rides or they'll have certain promotions going on. Like I walked in yesterday and they gave me like a bag of 
free stuff because I'm partaking in this certain challenge and I've been tracking it, you know, on the app. And then once I get to a certain amount of rides, which the app tracks, then I get a free ride. So that's probably the one that has saved me the most money because SoulCycle is not cheap. <laughs> Wait, just can we just back up here? Because I really yeah. want to hear about the free stuff. What well, was in the free stuff bag uh, from so SoulCycle? Yeah, so I got a bag. I got like a top to work out in. I got a water bottle. Uh, people just keep giving me water bottles lately. I have a whole collection of them. Yeah, water bottles. Are, we got water bottles on the retreat. Yeah. I was joking with my roommate. I was like, I lose one water bottle and acquire another four in a matter of <laughs> I know, two I know, I know. All right, I'm very <laughs> excited about the Soul Cycle free stuff, though. You have delivered. That alone, Amanda, you scored. I want to talk about you because one of the things that happened on the retreat was you made a decision to pick something up that I loved. I loved your podcast and I'm so happy that you're going to bring it back. Yeah, so I'm bringing my podcast back after um, much deliberation. And I really want to thank, you know, Statement and all the women who attended and all the tips you gave me, Bobby, because I've been studying your podcast since I got back. Thank you. And I was like, Bobby's on point. Bobby knows what she's doing. I'm going to take some notes. <laughs> thank you. So I'm bringing my podcast back. It's coming back in July and it's going to alternate between, you know, solo episodes where I'm answering a lot of my audience questions about, you know, business, online marketing, negotiating, making money, all those types of things. And then I'm also going to be bringing on a lot of guests. So a lot of the women who were at the retreat have actually already signed up to be on the podcast. So I will be interviewing them. It'll be a lot of fun. And I'm trying to really bring as much diversity as I can to the conversation. So a lot of women, a lot of people of color. I'm Latina. So that's something that really matters to me. One of the things I've heard so much from people is how sometimes it's hard for them to really relate to a lot of the mainstream financial advice that's out there because these people just you know, either don't look like them or don't have the same experience as them. So I'm trying to bring as much diversity to the conversation as I can. Well, thank you for that. I'm working on that here too. So I think we are hopefully on a good path with all of that. Where can people find you, especially your Insta stories, which we're all obsessed with? Yeah, my Insta stories are a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you guys can go watch me freak out over seeing snow for the first time. <laughs> on my <laughs> Bobby was there for that. <laughs> So you could go to Amanda Abeya. That's my Twitter and my Instagram. I'm all over those all day long. You could also go to my website, amandaabeya.com, or you can find my podcast. It's on the previous episodes of my podcast. So they're on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube. Just search Make Money Your Honey or my name. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, friends. So here's my take on what Amanda had to say. Financial grown-up tip number one, take a moment and write down the skills that you have that are unique, things you can use as leverage to get more money in a negotiation. So in Amanda's case, one thing that she is is Latina. She's also bilingual. If you can't think of something, become something. Learn a skill that will set you apart from others. Invest in yourself in a specific, intentional way that will give you a foundation to command higher compensation. Focus on the skills that are most in demand, but still hard to find in your field. Financial grown-up tip number two. Amanda talked about the fact that confidence sells and that you have to sell yourself. She did okay when she waited for businesses to come to her, but her business really took off when she took control and became proactive. Find a way to appear confident, even if you're having jitters inside, like Amanda admits she sometimes does. If you need to, just leave the room to gather your thoughts if you're getting nervous during a negotiation. 
maybe do some power poses. Look up a TED Talk by a woman named Amy Cuddy. I'll put it in the show notes and you will see what I mean. I've done it myself and it really works. We have our first listener episode coming up in June. If you want to be on the show and have a great money story to share, email us at info at and tell us what story you want to share and what your everyday money tip would be if you are chosen. Thank you all for being part of our financial grown-up community. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Follow me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel. On Instagram, I am at BobbyRebel1. Don't forget to DM me with your feedback about the show. I love hearing from everyone. And also, if you want a custom video like the promos that we do for the show, join the competition. Share the videos when you see them on social media, retweet, repost, and so on. You can even see them, by the way, on YouTube now. We will pick a winner by July 1st. So look for us to move forward in early July. Amanda is amazing. I'm excited for her podcast to come back. So make sure to watch her social channels for updates on that. Great episode. And thank you, Amanda, for giving us the confidence to ask for what we deserve. And sometimes even more than we think we can get, helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.